Friday, ooh, start of the weekend, but ending it huge with Doc Adam, who's on the show again here this week. Adam, thanks for being here, not being scared off, and actually coming back for more of GTWM. I appreciate it, sir. How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I know we're a little... We're a little short on time for this episode because you are in the middle of you're about to start your office day and of course your doctor day. So I'll keep this short and I will try to keep the calls short as well. Um, our phone number, by the way, is plus one two three four two three one six 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 zero zero. You can get me on Instagram and Twitter, which is at DJ Mo Twister. Hey, jump on the uh, social media for Adam as well. Uh, Twitter, Adam is Doc Adam Smith. YouTube is Doc Adam. Uh, Instagram is what for you? You don't do you even know Adam Smith I as think. well. Doctor Adam Smith. I, don't, I think it's either Doc Adam or Doctor Adam Smith. It's I think Doc Adam Smith. I'm looking it's at Doc it. Doctor Adam Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Doc Adam Smith. Where you can uh, hang out with Adam uh, over there on the social media as well. Now we here on the show we take love, life, sex, questions, career, any real interesting topic you might want to throw out at us. We've got two calls. We'll go to Europe and then we'll go to I think Adam's first Philippine-based call. Uh, I think last week was all uh, outside of the country, so it'd be nice to touch base with some of the people back home. And are uh, you ready to go, my friend? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Oh, by the way, Adam, shoot, before I take this for So you, um, you've you opened my eyes to this. Remember we were talking about copper mask uh, last week? So on the radio right. this week, man, we talked so much shit about that mask. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my mind. <laughs> I couldn't get it out of my system. It was been bothering me, not bothering me in a bad way, but it's been in my brain for days now. I'm like, I can't believe there's a mask out there that these people are endorsing and what a shit fest that is. And then I talk about it on the radio, then I think, oh, wait, wait, wait. Will, will, I get, will I get in trouble like Adam gets in trouble? And if that's the case, bring it. How much fun would that be? Yeah, have, have you got in trouble yet? No, no. But but I am um, not in trouble from the people, but like from the bosses who know that the more you talk about brands, the less likely mm. they'll advertise. And I'm like, uh, I don't need a fucking mask with a hole in it to advertise on our goddamn show. We have plenty of advertisers. Fuck that. <laughs> So anyway, but because of COVID and, you know, money's hard these days when it comes to uh, advertising, especially in, say, a format like this or the radio, everybody, TV's even been hit pretty hard. Um, mm. You don't want to kind of do that to brands. But I'm like, ah, they deserve it. Fuck them. Everybody else, <laughs> come on the show. We'll love you. All right. So let's get to it here. Caller number one. We, again, are going to Europe here. Next call. Let's talk to Anna. Anna's 34 years old. She is in London, England, and I believe I hear a fish tank in her background. Unless that's you, Adam. Is, is that your fish tank in the background? Who's got a fish tank? Yeah, there's a fish tank, Snow. actually. <laughs> Let me go somewhere else just a second. It's, it's okay, but you can really bubble. Right you're here. bubbling out there in the back. There you go. Um, it's quieter here. Anna, you're from London, England. Uh, I know, Adam, you said last episode that you went to school. You went to med school in, in London, right? A beautiful city, man. Really, really uh, Sheffield. Sheffield. I went to med school in Sheffield. Oh, just so, north of oh, London. Is it just okay, gotcha. All right. Not not so beautiful. Not so beautiful. It's, <laughs> it's outside London, I guess. Is it? Somewhere uh, in York, is it? Uh, it's near York. Yeah, but York's much more beautiful than Sheffield. Sheffield's sort of an industrial town, um, which was where they filmed the Full Monty. I don't know if the Full Monty's famous in the Philippines. It's about four strippers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's why, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why Sheffield's famous. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. um, All right. Well, well, Anna, um, how long have you been in England? Actually, I've been here for 16 years, but I didn't get the, um, the accent, though. Yeah. I talked yeah, in right. 
because we at home we talk in Tagalog, and then at at work I I do have like a lot of Filipino coworkers. Sure, sure. And some of of the other races are like Indians, what else? Nigerians and Eastern Europeans. So I didn't really. Get really the accent. Catchy. You know, it's, yeah, it's, the it's English well, accent. Though. I'm not sure if you bring this up because of what I do on the show, and I'll tell Adam just so he kind of gets a feel. So when 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 I we get so many Filipinos, right? Obviously from abroad who call the program, and what I try to do is based on their accent, guess how many years they've lived there. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of a fun little game I play with them. So I'm like, oh, you've been there six years. Because you can pick up a little bit. Now, Anna, 16 years, you are spot on. I would have said you've been there 10 months, maybe to a year. (laughs) Because you're right. You do not have a hint of the British accent. Because I think I can do Indian accent better than English accent. (laughs) (laughs) Because of all my cover colleagues, that's why. But man, you've been there since you were a teenager. So, geez, good stuff. Not not really. Well, you were 18, right? 16, 18, yeah. yeah. But then teenager. the thing is that as soon as I get, uh, I got here, I started working like um like in bed and breakfast. Yeah. So it's yeah. not really. I didn't really go for school. Okay. No, that's all right. Mm. Not like my other my sister who lived who is who came here at the age of fifteen. She kind of like got got to the school. So does she have then, the accent then? then? Because she was able to kind of go to a local yes, school and, and be true. exposed. Okay, gotcha. Well, that's all right. Well, Anna, what do you want to talk about here? You got uh, Doc Adam. I'm assuming this is a medical question, but with yeah. a little bit of relationship sprinkled in. I don't know. What what, what do you got? Yeah, actually, um, actually, I texted you last week because it just recently happened last week. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, mm. we didn't manage to get that call because of some unfortunate events. Right, right, anyway, right, right. right. Yeah, you okay. were supposed mm. to be on the show last week, but we went with Adam's first um guesting. But I, I believe you said that your your daughter got sick or something like that. But anyway, anyway, I mean, yeah. no, nevertheless, what, what, what's, what's what's the deal? Okay. Um, let me just give you a backstory. So um, I'm 34 and I'm a single mom. Okay. And three years ago, my partner, ex-partner, left me. Oh. And since then on, I just focus myself looking after my daughter. Yeah, yeah. And whenever I get horny, I just play with myself. Yeah, yeah. So and it gets to a point that it gets really lonely, depressing. So just a second. What's <laughs> what's the lonely <laughs> part? Well, no, it's okay. And I, I'll just ask follow up questions to kind of get you in the in the groove of a conversation because okay. I know sometimes that helps with the nerves, right? Because you clearly sound nervous. <laughs> so when you say you get lonely and depressing, is do you mean um, not having a boyfriend gets lonely or masturbating oh, no, gets lonely? Just, when you're doing, you know, when you're self loving, let's say, oh, like when you're masturbating, you rather have it with some, uh, you rather have sex with someone else than yeah. of doing it on your own. That's the difference it's between you girls and us guys. We we never call it <laughs> depressing. I mean, we lived that whole life from our teenage years all the way till the first time we get action. We've been probably masturbating for ten years before we get the real thing. So it never becomes yeah. lonely for us because we know that life. Um, but I totally get what you're saying. You you want the real thing. Yeah. The real thing's always. I better. need the real thing. I mean, I not really need, but I just want it. So yeah. it gets to a point that um I want to have to to be with someone just to have sex with because I don't really at this point of my life I'm not really looking for any relationship at the moment mm-hmm. because I got a very traumatic experience with my ex partner. So. So okay. How long were you with your ex-partner for? How long were you together? It? How long oh, were you I with, you with ex- him for almost five years? Okay. Was he Filipino or was he a British guy or 
this oh. his his mix actually oh, he's nice. Italian white oh really but he's, I mm. think it's more of the cultural thing so yeah yeah you know what I always tell a lot of you people out there is please don't don't let a bad relationship kind of ruin the rest of your life in terms of getting into another one now I'm not I don't want to force you to get into a relationship if you really like being single but I yeah. what always worries me is when I hear people go I came from a bad relationship so I don't want to ever get in another one it, it, it is uh, logically poor sometimes to say or not to say but to think your bad one will always equate to bad ones in the future and mm-hmm. when you're getting to a point when you're saying you're lonely already and stuff like that, hey, you know what? I encourage you get on a get on a dating app. Maybe you might find something special, or uh, or, or you know, start off with something casual and let it grow. Well, yeah. I mean, do you feel uncomfortable about having sort of casual sex? Oh no, I uh, well. So this is what happened actually. I was just about to tell you what happened. Um, because okay. I always listen to your show, Mo. So whenever you, um, whenever people ask for some advice about if they wanted to have sex with someone, I always tell them to have it with with a friend or yeah, with yeah. someone that they trust your, their body right, with. Right. So that's what I did. I didn't really look for someone. I just, it just so happened that there's a work colleague at work or, or there's a, a work colleague that um, texted me on Christmas. So it started there. And um, from then on, we, we talk we talk about uh, our, about family, about work, and then we eventually talk about sex. So he asked me a question of like, uh, when was the last time that you had sex with someone? So I said, yeah, um, three years ago. So I asked him the same thing. And he, he told me that he, he, um, he, um, he ha- the last time that he had sex with someone is with his ex-wife who left yeah. Who left him for uh, like a year and a half ago. Okay. So, um, and this guy is just the same age as me. He's sure. young. He's, I think he's like a year younger than me. So, um, then he come up with another question. He asked me if I'm open with the idea of us having sex. I was really shocked. I don't really know how to reply. So I was actually in the brink of calling you <laughs> during yeah, that time. Yeah. No, you should have. But I kind of like probably know what you're going to tell me. Which is, yeah. Thumbs yeah, up. go for it. Go for pursue, it if you want to. Right? There's nothing wrong with that. Fun, yes. So I actually, I didn't text him right away. Uh, I waited for another two days. <laughs> okay. Because I have to really think it through. Because I don't want to like, I want to be sure about myself that right, I won't. Right. Uh, like we have to set our um what you call this our rules and regulations about this thing if we're going to have this kind of setup between us i don't want to have a relationship with him because he's not someone that i really see myself with okay okay if you know what i mean fair enough now this was so, and then, sorry and just just for just for time zone here when was this time frame sorry was this in christmas or was this last week because you said something about last week but you also said something about christmas Oh, Christmas. So we talked since Christmas and he asked me a question about sex. Right. When was that? A few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So did you end up, did you end up saying yes to the arrangement? Yes. After, and then, yeah. After two days, I texted him back and said, yes, we could do it. But then we have to set some grand rules like um, that no one should know about this. 
especially okay. at work. <laughs> right. And this rule. is just between friends. Yeah. And um, I because um, the main concern is that it may come out as awkward after that. So okay. Um, I was so I wasn't really so, sure if I really want to do it. Sorry, Adam, you were saying so, what? You have questions? So you so you've uh you've had sex. Uh, well, actually, we had sex on last Tuesday, oh. the sixteenth of uh, February. Bing, bing, bing. All right. So, what's the question, Anna? Like, wh- why? How does this become a medical question? Here's the thing: <laughs> is that so on Tuesday, on last uh, last week Tuesday, yeah. uh, I went to his place. We started. He we started kissing, and then we started pressing, and we we having sex, and then fifteen minutes in, his dick. Sh- his dick soft shrunk. Shrunk. <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of a medical term for that, but yeah, yeah no. it's shrunk. we don't like that Body word. We can use other words. <laughs> that word scares us. <laughs> um, Sounds quite permanent. That yeah, you right. Mean, you mean it? You mean you mean it went soft? Yeah. <laughs> Soft, yes. It disappeared, right. Adam. It disappeared. What I'm happened? so sorry. Really... <laughs> no, 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 Adam. See me right now. I'm shaking. We're, we're, we're having just we're having fun with it. Don't worry. This is, this is not, it's not supposed to be traumatizing. Okay, but but okay. but I have a quick question. Did you guys use protection? Were you having? Yeah, we did. We did. Condom? Don't worry. I always listen to your podcast. Good, 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 good. good, good. And and when it shrunk, so... did the the condom fall off? Did you see anything inside? Um, like maybe because my question really, what my point in all this is, what if he came? Because fifteen no, minutes didn't. is plenty of time for us to. He to... didn't. He said he didn't, and I didn't see any. Like usually, when you came, it, it's inside. It will like what they call it, cream pie. There's the no the cream tip, pie the tip of the condom, all of a sudden, you know, it, it expands because you've got you've got produce in there, right? Okay. So there's nothing at all. I was really dry. I mean. There's no like calm yeah, at yeah, all, yeah, yeah. even in the in the inside the condom. So, okay. so I'm so sure it just gotten soft. Yep. So, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? When you asked him, what did he say to you? He said that he was just tired. Uh, he probably just because he started from um from his work the other day. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's a lie. So, um, so he said, um, <laughs> "Let's try it again a little bit later." Okay. So right. after a couple of hours, we try it again. <laughs> and then. And then, um, so by this time, I've become a bit more aggressive. Probably it will arouse him. Yeah. You yeah. know, I did some dirty talks. I kind of like give him a good blowjob, baby. Yeah. yeah. Just to encourage him. Because okay. I really wanted this. I really wanted, like, I waited for three years. I don't want to be disappointed, actually. So, so, but then I think around 10 minutes in, it got himself again. Okay. Yeah. And out Ooh. of my frustration, I just asked him, my problem is <laughs> so, Because I was just, I don't really know. By the way, that was the I'm first going. phrase Adam learned in Tagalog. Uh, just for reference, everybody. My problem is pekpeko. That's his very first. I think he knows that. Yeah, Tagalog phrase he learned. I, yeah, I, I always get, um, there's lots of Tagalog words with, with like PP yeah. and free syllables. I always get confused. Like what, like wings, what's wings? Pack, pack. It's wings, pack, pack. Yeah, pack, pack. Yeah, pack, pack is wings. That's right. And, and what's um, and what's prostitute? Pop, pop. 
Pokbok is prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought about it. It's very easy to get these things wrong. So you have me. So I let's just tell. So I asked him, "What's wrong with my vagina? Is there something wrong with my vagina?" And he said, "No, there's nothing wrong with your vagina. Probably he's just saying that so that I won't feel bad about it." Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. okay. So and then he kind of like explained that he does a lot of masturbating and then whenever he masturbates he kind of like hold it very tightly. Okay. And mm, it's okay. probably because and he told me that it's probably because he's not so used to he's no longer used to having sex in, you know I'll have it in inside the vagina. So. That's an interesting line. That's an interesting line that I want to bring up maybe with Adam here in a second. So let, let's do this Anna for brevity's sake. What's the question? So, is um, erectile dysfunction um, common for men in their 30s? So, okay, that's, that's a good question. Now, let me just jump on that question for Adam as well. Adam, is erectile, does this sound like erectile dysfunction? And I, I, I've kind of gone through a moment like this, which I've told on the podcast before, which I will tell also uh, after you start because I want the medical angle kind of knocked out. Does this sound like erectile dysfunction in addition to her question where a guy in his 30s, is erectile dysfunction even common or does it happen? All that stuff. Yeah, I mean, erectile dysfunction is just a dysfunction in your erection. So if his erection is going away, then it's dysfunctional, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it is erectile dysfunction. Is erectile dysfunction common in 30s? Definitely. Um, When you look at the causes of erectile dysfunction, the sort of broadly fall into two categories. You look at the sort of physical causes um, versus the the, the mental causes. Uh, mental causes being you know, anxiety, depression, stress right. about right. stress about the 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 situation. Sounds like a stressful situation. Right? Not had sex for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, uh, lots of pressure. Lots of pressure. Work colleague. Uh, lots of lots of worry and stress there. So that'd be a. And, First and, thing I'd be thinking about in that situation. Absolutely. Obviously, there's physical physical causes, and the physical causes are are less common in somebody in their 30s. But if someone came to the office with these sort of symptoms, I'd be doing some blood tests just to check their hormonal levels, testosterone, checking they haven't got any chronic health com- problems like diabetes or uh, high cholesterol or anything like that, which could be contributing to erectile dysfunction. But in this situation, it sounds. If I had to guess, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, stress and anxiety involved in the situation. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, I, I, I've got a question. If a guy's got erectile dysfunction that's of the physical um, kind, right, uh, are they capable of masturbating as often as this guy seems? Like he said, he's masturbating a lot. Is erectile dysfunctioning physical problem, right, of it, not the mental aspect mm. of it? Can guys still who have that masturbate pretty successfully or – no? Not really. Yeah, that's definitely a question that we use to distinguish between mental versus physical. Right. Uh, if somebody's you know able to masturbate at home uh, when they're by themselves and maintain an erection through masturbation, then that would point towards more of a, a mental cause to right. the erectile dysfunction. And that's why I, I wanted to pinpoint your line, Anna, when you said he hasn't had sex in a while. I believe that was the line I said. Because mm-hmm. it, I wanted to highlight that it sounds like anxiety, wherein performance anxiety is a real thing for a lot of guys. Uh, if you've listened to the show a long time, you know that I've done this, right? Where I and like I was about to have sex with somebody who I thought was just way too beautiful for me, and my dick don't work, and I have to oh. 
I have to like talk my penis into believing it's real. Like the moment is real. <laughs> and that can take time, uh, Anna. That could take five sessions. You know, that's kind of what it took oh. for me. I remember specifically there was a girl that I thought was just otherworldly beautiful who had no mm-hmm. business dating a guy who looks like me. And not only did my penis not work, it decided to invert itself back into my body. And it was very, (laughs) I'm exaggerating, but it's very embarrassing because I just don't think it was deserving of the moment. So luckily for me. Let's explain sort of physiologically why that would happen. Right. So um, the whole idea of the stress response in humans is so we can fight or flight from a situation. So let's put it in context. Back when we were cavemen, you know, let's say a lion suddenly approaches us, then we need our flight and fight response to deal with the lion. Okay, so we want to either fight the lion or run away from the lion. So what we do is we divert divert the blood flow to the organs that need the blood. So you divert it to your muscles, so you could run away from the lion, or you divert it to your the muscles in your arms, so you could fight the lion. So all the blood flow goes away from the non-important areas. <laughs> One of the non-important oh. areas would be your penis. Okay, oh, man. so when you're when you're in a stressed situation, naturally blood will leave your penis. So if, if he's very stressed at the time of sexual intercourse, then theoretically the blood will go to other areas and not to his penis. So that, that's why the stress response would cause sort of one of the reasons, sorry, why the stress response would cause impotence or problems maintaining an erection. So Anna, what I ended up doing in that situation, and and, and uh, Adam explains it spot on, at least how it manifested in me, is... I had to build confidence in the girl that what we were doing was something she wanted as well. And I wasn't just getting super ultra lucky. You know, it is it was a confidence issue in the moment. And and you know what? It's only happened maybe to one or two girls that I found to be incredibly attractive. All the other girls that say I've had some had sex with casually. Right. Casually is the key here, because when you're in a relationship you know that person wants to be there. You know that you guys both want to be there. You're in love. But in a casual setup, I always would always kind of doubt myself. Like, why is this person here with me of all people? Look at me. I'm freaking hideous looking, right? So, no. so well, thank you. But, but I'm hideous looking compared to, say, that girl. And okay. what happens was when we started to give it more attempts. Now, I want to say, luckily, luckily for me, she didn't run off. And luckily okay. for me, she didn't call a podcast to tell everybody about this. <laughs> but oh, I didn't mention his name, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. I'm fucking with you. But what happens was she tried again. And you know what? The second time she um, tried on a different day, guess what? It still didn't fucking work. It really um, did the- take a couple of days and a couple of sessions before it did. And once my penis was able to convince itself that it belonged in the moment... Guess what? Erection was great, and and it it, it turned into a long, drawn out, uh, friends with benefits situation. Oh, because the thing is that it, it, things kind of a bit awkward with us now. Well, um, it's kind of like the talk is less now. He doesn't really talk to me as much as before, so I don't know how am I going to to tell or talk to him about it. I will. I, I would. I would bring up the rules and regulations, terms and conditions that you guys agreed upon prior, which was, "Hey, we're friends. We are here mm-hmm. as friends, and this will not be anything more than that." And then call him out with, "Hey, what happened to the friendship part?" Now, if you want to give it another shot, 
you can I'm talking about you telling him inviting him for another try if that's what you want Anna then I would maybe go out and do that because it might build a little bit of confidence in his okay, sexual yeah. performance so I'm okay with that if you want to do that um because maybe he he maybe he feels just kind of inadequate or he fucked up the moment and it's embarrassing well you know maybe you can build a little confidence in him and say no you know what I had a good time yeah sure maybe we didn't have sex in but we can always try again and I think that that would be music to his ears I guess there's two scenarios there you know why he's being awkward isn't there really in truth like one maybe he's just embarrassed about the situation or two he's decided he doesn't want to have sex um, so you need to distinguish between those two between those uh, two so yeah uh, yeah, like, but he brought it up, you, Adam. He was the one that was all gung ho about it, right? He was the one fucking yeah, texting her about he it. Initiated it. Yeah, so I didn't really like bring it up with I'm him. I say he's embarrassed. I say he's embarrassed. I think it's more likely he's embarrassed. Yeah. Totally, uh, yeah. without knowing him, I think based on what you've said, it sounds much more likely he's just embarrassed. Um, Try it again. But I, but I heard, but I heard your concern earlier on. You, you know, um, where you said, "Is there, you know, is there a problem with my vagina?" I mean, is that a concern for you? Are you concerned that but, he's maybe? seen you and now he's not interested because the thing is that i just had i have a baby so he kind of like i i thought that i thought to myself that probably just because you know my vagina is already a bit loose that's 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 archaic provincial bullshit knowledge man like don't don't get into the whole my vagina is loose no one's gonna want me or he's not gonna mm. want me bullshit like that's that's stupid um guys we'll t- first of all we'll take most just about anything your vagina you throw in front of our face right especially one anna where he's your friend so he's known you for a long time he's known you've been a single mom for a long time this isn't some stranger that all the what you have a child and then kind of is all yeah. weirded out this is a guy who knew you and hence you chose him because you trusted him as a friend in the moment so please don't make it about you i think the yeah. dick not working thing is super common especially in okay. situations that he has found himself in which is he hasn't had sex in years uh since his ex-wife and yeah. and i'm looking at your photo you're very attractive he could have been intimidated okay. by that as well um, there's just a lot of a lot going on there that I think your vagina would be the absolute last reason why but, um, his penis wasn't other, working. I also have another question, a follow up question about yeah. this. Um, because he we were like he was suggesting that you he will take a pill, like the Viagra. Mm. Do you think you will recommend it for this kind of situation, or you better just try it again as you know if we get. Until we get better, he gets better with it. What what I'll say there is sort of a general response. Uh, definitely, I've had patients before who've ha- had anxiety with new partners and they've used Viagra or something along those lines to get through the first couple of sexual encounters, and then after those encounters, don't need the Viagra anymore. So it's because it it will help you get an erection. So obviously, I don't know his medical history or anything to advise mm-hmm. that he takes anything, but. But definitely before, yeah, I've known patients who've done that. Yeah. I'm going to say keep trying. I'm going to say keep trying, Anna. And let's keep see. Let, my, my, battle, my battle plan here is let's just make sure that what we think it is is anxiety. And let's tr- combat that by building a more comfortable uh, environment. And if that really doesn't work, then I think Adam, what, I mean, he could probably go see a doctor and see if Viagra would be an option here. Mm. 
But, yeah, yeah. But but let's make it more comfortable. Let's make it just a little bit more relaxed. Understand that everyone's okay. kind of nervous and everyone hasn't been doing this in a long time. And maybe it's back to baby steps. And because of that, uh, you know, Dick's not going to be working right now. But give it a shot. Yeah, I think don't give up. I think lots of things are going through your mind. You know, is there is there a problem with me? Is there a problem with him? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, while the reality of the situation is, you're, you're still very, very early on uh, in the whole experience, and nobody needs to jump ahead. The, the reality is you just need to probably try again and just not stress about it. Yeah. Uh, that I agree yeah. completely with Mo. So like, I, like the reason I brought up the vagina thing is because you mentioned it yourself and it's obviously a concern naturally uh, yeah, that there's I a problem with like you. Always, whenever things are like a difficult situation, I always kind of like blame myself. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> like I didn't really right. see the other problem right, or right. I didn't really blame right. other people. I always in fact, you guys might like, be the perfect and or, the perfect pair in the worst way because you guys are all looking at yourself going, "Shit, my parts aren't working." Yeah, and if you guys are are, are subscribing to this, then yeah, your parts are really not going to work. Just get comfortable. It could be, you know, what it could just be a conversation thing. You just get at a point where you guys are because think about it. It was a very business like transaction, which. Is okay mm. because you were trying to be very. This is only about sex, but yeah. Imagine because um, in- the thing is that I never really done it with any of my friends. Most of the th- most of the guys that I had slept with is with someone that I had a relationship with. Right, or, so it's really kind of awkward, right? It's kind of awkward. I, I bet you it's kind of awkward like for him. About it. Absolutely. So that's 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 where I'm at. I, I think the whole thing was just new for everybody. And if you keep mm-hmm. giving it more attempts, I'm really, really confident that it's going to work out based on my own personal um, testimonials of, of being in a situation like that. And just kind of, I guess, what we're trying to knock out on a list of what it possibly might be. I, I'm really, really confident you guys will work out if you want to do it and if he wants to do it again, if you want to both try again. All right, Anna? Okay. I reckon what we need to do here is probably follow up in, in four to five weeks and see where we're at. Hell yes. Anna, call us back. It sounds like a good idea. Yeah, call four us to back. five weeks. Okay, I will try. Are you happy we with both. the size though when it was working? Was it a, was it a good size? Like you were like, okay, yeah, I can handle it's, this. It's good. Yeah. Actually, I was really surprised for a Filipino. Oh, he's a Filipino guy. Like, Fair enough. Huh? Yeah, he's he Filipino a guy. Filipino guy. Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah, I was surprised. Good <laughs> so, stuff. Yeah, but okay. but it's just kind of like disappointing. <laughs> yeah, don't and, don't don't be disappointed. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, don't be disappointed. Give it another shot and give it a couple. It might even yeah. take a couple more shots. Okay, just again okay. from my own personal experience. Thanks, Anna, for the call. Yeah, I will. Good luck. Thank you very much for your advice, and Absolutely. I will let you know please, what happened. Please for update us. Maybe yeah, four or five weeks. Yeah, and then send us <laughs> a dick pic lucky, too. Yeah, you never know. We might want to give. It- <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks, Anna. Have a good day. Love. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Good All day. Right. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah, bye. Bye. Good night. Bye. I also did this thing once where I was uh, I I wanted to last longer, Adam. So I used one of those condoms with the. Uh, what is it? The anesthesia shit on it, like oh, the yeah. numbing cream. Yeah. Oh my god! Did the dick just fucking kind of just fell off my dick? <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just numb, and I feel bad for the I feel bad for the so the girl right. So the, the condom falls off, and I was like, shit! I lost my erection, and she's like, it's okay. I will um, you know, I'll, I'll give you a blowjob so you can get it back. And me, yeah. I didn't tell her about the whole numbing cream shit anyway. So she ended up doing the blow. And then I was like, maybe I should tell her because you can tell on her face that the cream is in her mouth. And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? But they didn't want to say anything. And then after that, she looked like she went to the dentist because her mouth is all numb. <laughs> it's a disaster. <laughs> I, used to, I used to have a friend on the uh, who used to have this problem with getting erections when he was, you know, drunk. So he'd been right. on a night out. We, right. Right. 
be on the town and he, he'd meet a girl and he'd think he was in. So he, he, he'd always carry a Viagra with him. So the thing about Viagra is it takes half an hour to work, right? <laughs> so he, he'd uh, pop a Viagra, think he was going to get lucky. And then inevitably, because of his insane levels of drunkenness, crash and burn. Um, and, and then end up having to go home with an erection and no girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. He has erection that and no action to, 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 to go for That was the majority, that was the uh, the most likely outcome for him. <laughs> um, I, I, I also, it's it's funny because w- with my experience, I was telling Anna here, it's happened to me to maybe about tw- two times. I mean, two separate girls. And again, yeah. those girls were so really attractive and it, it made me kind of doubt myself. But the the funny thing about it is then, my best directions are with the least attractive people. <laughs> just kind of, it's odd when you think about that. So if, yeah, it's just kind of sucks that life works that way, right? You can gauge how, yeah, you can gauge how attractive you are by the rigidness of my erection. <laughs> We've only met twice, Mo. I don't know if I want to know that. <laughs> I'll just, well, you're a doctor. Maybe you can give me some tips. <laughs> but but w- w- one last thing before we go, because we, we got we to head out here. Um, this yeah. is more a public service announcement, and I would love to have come from a doctor. Uh, I've read a lot of literature saying that smoking is really bad for your erection because of the blood cells and all that. Is that true, or is that just another ploy for people? I don't smoke, okay, but is that something that people just kind of throw out there to get people to stop smoking? Or is, is, there, a, is there real scientific or in your expertise, is there something there that smoking makes your dick smaller because of the blood flow? Yeah. Uh, smoking damages blood vessels and arteries. That's why you increase your risk of a heart attack or stroke when you smoke. Uh, the penis has obviously got loads of blood vessels in, loads of small blood vessels in. Yeah. Uh, so actually, one of the first places you can see blood vessel damage as a result of smoking is is in the penis with <laughs> impotence and problems with an erection. So when somebody comes with erectile dysfunction or problems, uh, we'll often be doing like a vascular assessment yeah. to check uh, whether they're, you know, high cholesterol, high blood sugar, and other things that can be damaging their blood vessels, because it can be one of the first places you see blood vessel damage as a result of excellent I love conditions. That. I yeah. love that you said that. I love that you confirmed that again, because I read that a lot. And I t- I talk about it a lot here on the show, and to have a doctor just give a medical um, angle to that makes it so much more worthwhile. So, girls out there, if you are dating, if you're about to date a guy and he's a Filipino, meaning he's already by default small dick. Um, and he smokes. <laughs> you're in for a, you're in for a disappointment when you guys get to the bedroom. <laughs> oh man, such is life. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we have another call uh, for tonight's episode. You're listening to Good Times with Mo, the podcast, and Adam now, right? Good times with uh, GTW on the podcast, year ten. This is episode number twenty-seven. Back after this, don't go away. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWM Podcast on Facebook. Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Good Times from All the Podcast, year 10, episode number 20. Where are we? 27. That's right. Uh, Doc Adam is here, or Doc Adam Smith, however. You, I, I know your your YouTube channel is Doc Adam, right? Without the Smith part, but you, yeah. your Twitter account has your last name. Yes, Adam? Yeah. 
Um, I think my girlfriend set up the Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, since you've been on the podcast, you were on last week. I've got so much positive, uh, well, more excitement, really, than anything. People that just happy that you're here and that you're talking to them. Uh, I know your YouTube channel is massive, 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 and you do so much great work. In fact, many of my colleagues on the radio are also big fans of yours and Butol and just everything kind of about your channel, your humor, and you yourself. So, um, it must be it must be really kind of. I mean, is it surprising how popular the channel is uh, from considering you're not even in the Philippines? Yes, yeah, crazy. Uh, and the last time I was in the Philippines, I think I was less than a hundred thousand subscribers. So I've not really experienced the popularity. Like I don't. I don't know how it's going to feel when I'm in the Philippines. Yeah, I've noticed yeah. that when I go into restaurants here, like Filipino restaurants in Melbourne, lots of people are like, oh, it's Doc Adam, it's Doc Adam. <laughs> I went to like an, I went to an amusement park the other day uh, with slides and stuff and probably about 30 people came up to me and I saw a picture and it's just very confronting. Like I've never had anything like that in my life. You but know? do you love uh, every second of it or is there a part of it that, you know what, guys, we could scale down this because I love it. Like I don't care where I am. You can bother me. I could be in deep prayer at church. I don't go, but let's just say I could be at a restaurant with my family. And if you go inside the restaurant and ask for a photo or what, I'm okay. Like never, everyone out there, please bother me. It doesn't matter. I, I, I do. I am appreciative of the excitement that you have, I guess, to meet me. But that's not supposed. That doesn't have to be the same for everybody. Are you a hundred percent down with this, or there's a part that you'd like to maybe curtail? I enjoy it, but I'd say my personality is very much, I'm introverted. I'm not extroverted. Okay. So uh, I enjoy it at the moment because <laughs> it happens, you know, when I go into a Filipino restaurant or when I go to a music park, it's very rare. I think it was happening on a daily basis. I probably find that quite confronting. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. But that's never going to happen. I live in, I live in Melbourne. And, yeah, I think it's never going to be an issue, but at the moment it's still, it's still enjoyable. I was, cool. I, was, I was at the airport the other day and somebody wanted me to tell you hi because they listened to the episode and they're like, oh, I love that doctor. And, you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll tell him you said hi. Um, <laughs> all right, Doc. Well, let's get to our uh, last call here for today. I know we're kind of pressed for time and we will try to knock out this last one pretty quickly. We'll talk to Leo. Leo's young guy. He's 22 years old. He's in Cavite. Uh, I think, Leo, did you message me saying you aspire to be a doctor as well or you're in med school? There's something there um, like med school related to this call, right? Um, actually, I'm I'm currently um, interning at a hospital as a medical technology student, or as a or mm. in the states, it's called um, medical laboratory scientist. Mm, fancy for what? What does that mean? Um, it's it's kind of we are the guys who um, handle your blood, we blood and poop. You know, oh. we are we are the ones who are handling that stuff, and we are the ones who are testing for it. So, if, for example, Doc Adam um reaches to us and um uh, gave us an order to you know to do a CBC or to uh, do do some cholesterol testing or something like that, we are the ones who are testing for it. You know, Adam, we were talking about embarrassing, right? That's embarrassing. That's worse than losing your erection is when you got to hand over a cup full of uh, – a transparent cup full of shit 
to some other person and like, here's my shit. And they got to hold it. And I always get embarrassed even when a urine sample because it's so warm. So like, yeah, can you pee in this cup? So I piss in the cup. And of course, this like nice lady who's just pleasant has to now hold this warm plastic cup of my piss. That's fucking embarrassing as a patient. I, I had a, had a, I was doing a stool sample or, or a sample, feces sample on a patient the other day. And uh, they, they came in and they dropped it off and we sent it off to the labs. And it got rejected by the labs because apparently the container was too full. <laughs> oh, that must, be, that must have been an experience. It was, it was, it was over, overflowing, overflowing. <laughs> overflowing with shit. Oh, that's yeah. It's like, you only need a little bit. You only need a little bit, guys. You don't need to fill it to the top. It's and all curling it's not, inside. We're so handling, we're even handling um, semen. So how often, oh, yeah. how often does like the shit fall out and fall on you? I, I mean, I know you got gloves on and stuff, but do you ever get shit like fall on your pant leg and you're like, gosh, damn it? Actually, I had this experience before when yeah. I, um when I was in third year, we are supposed to collect poop from the children in recto. Are you familiar with yeah, recto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those children um will give us their poop in exchange for money. So when we what were collecting deal. samples, quote-unquote <laughs> samples from those children, um, um, some of those kids are overly excited to give their poop for 100 pesos or 20 pesos or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then this, there is this one kid that got so excited, he jumped and it was a liquid poop. It was very yeah, watery. Yeah. It has no cover in it. When he got near me, he jumped. And then the poop got into my lab coat, and then it was really Ooh, disgusting. Man. I have to go back to the university while having some kind of poop on my lab gown. Yeah, that's not so bad. So <laughs> yeah, I needed to change my lab gown for that day, and I smelled poop for the rest of the morning until I got home to the boarding house, and then just took a bath, yeah. and then got do you back do, to school. Do you, do you do tapeworms? Have you done the tapeworms? Like, do you test for them? <laughs> Actually, we actually we, I I have encountered some tapeworms before, so not mm, it's it's very disgusting when you look at it at the microscope, but it's very fascinating. You guys are heroes, both of you. <laughs> okay. okay, so so Leo, why are you here today? Uh, outside of talking about liquid recto shit, what would you want to talk? Because I know this is about love somewhere, somewhere around yeah, here. Some, there's love. Some... Okay, go. Yeah. Um, my first question was um actually um before that I just want to thank this show because I've been wa- I've been listening and watching this for the past four years I think and okay. I've been I've been um taking up your advices and I'm taking this show because I I already know the things that I need to avoid in life because of the callers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. of the colors here anyway well then, thank you um, uh, Leo I, I appreciate that I mean this show's been around since you were 12 uh, years old and whenever yeah. it comes into your life whether it be as a teenager as an adult or wherever it, and I'm not just talking about Leo I'm just talking about everybody right out there whenever the show comes yeah. into your life and you've either learned something it, I think most people they come on the show they, li- they listen to the show because it's funny to laugh at other people's liquid poo on their coat stories <laughs> But, yes. but if you learn something and if it brings you to a place and something positive comes out of it, man, I got to tell you, it warms my heart. So I appreciate that you said that and and all of you out there who may feel the same way. You guys are the fucking best. 
Okay. So on, on the other, on the other side of it, he's been taking advice from you for the last four years, and he's now got a job testing shit for the day. <laughs> Man, no. Okay, listen, Adam. I'll tell you this, right? So this is the okay. For, for thank you for bringing balance into this conversation, because there was a caller we had. This was recently. Who's that caller? Um, were you on the show, Adam, last week, or was it Alex? No, it was an Alex episode, and we had this girl who said, "Well, my boyfriend, who's a cop, has raped me." Uh, was the pimping me out so we can buy drugs and, um, you know, took advantage of me. He pretended he was gay initially to be my friend only to fuck me in the end. Real, real nasty. Real nasty, right? And then, and then she hits me with the, oh, and he's your biggest fan. He's been listening to the show forever. (laughs) (laughs) What a horrible endorsement for this podcast. (laughs) Like, <laughs> my boyfriend, the rapist, drug dealer, pimp, fucking criminal. By the way, he's been listening every episode. Like this shit is his bible. <laughs> yep. it's it's a very very brutal episode. Yeah, I just that, oh, you remember that? I, I, one? I'm that listening to it. That was rough. That was rough, man. And that's that, that happens all the time. It happens like my boyfriend's just like cheated on me. He has another family. He's freaking fucked my best friend and hitting on my mom. By the way, worships you, Mo. Thinks you're the greatest. <laughs> Fuck. All right, Amy Leo, we gotta go. We got, we're running out of time here. What do you got, man? Tell us. Let's do the fast okay. version of, of okay, what okay. your I, I, I fuck. Uh, question. Um, actually, I'm on my last year of um of college, okay. and I'm gonna take my board exam on August. The problem I have with studying for um for the board exam this um is my procrastination. Um, I am a big procrastinator. And I tend to, when I start studying, I I go through a chapter for, let's say, an hour or two. And um, after that, I tend to, um, I tend to forget about it for the rest of the day. And I will focus on other things, such as I will do some of my schoolwork, because I still have schoolwork even though it's only a few subjects left. And I tend to talk to my friends and all of that stuff. I tend to doze off, actually. I tend to sleep a lot. Okay. And I have tried several methods of trying to, you know, to stop my procrastination. And, but I don't know if it's, it's the lack of drive to study or is it am I pressuring myself too much to study? I, I, I really don't know. So that's why I called called this show because I know that you have ex- I, and I know that Doc Adam has also experienced it since he also studied in med school and all of that. So um what do you think um what do you think should I do to I, I don't know to increase my drive in studying or something like yeah, that? Yeah, let's, let's okay, let's 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 go to Adam first then on this one. Adam, <clears throat> I don't know if uh, you've ever been a procrastinator yourself uh during med school, but I'm sure you have had classmates who may not have had had the best studying habits. And maybe the, you know, med school's massive, right? It's difficult. It's difficult to get through. Uh, does this story ring a bell? Uh, does it pull some some memories from from your days in school? Yeah, I think when I look at what I used to do, I used to make my study time as efficient as possible. So I normally have half an hour. I put half an hour on a timer, so I, it, it would be set on a timer, and then I, for that half an hour, I'd be studying sort of hard, and then after the half an hour do something completely different maybe for an hour or two and then I do half an hour again so even when I was at med school if I was doing a whole day of studying I'd probably only actually do 
two and a half hours of study. So I do five blocks of half an hour, but I make sure that those half an hours were as efficient as possible. So no telephone, no distraction in a quiet room. Uh, that's how I go about it. I think it's quite a efficient. It, it sounds like it sounds like do. this guy's getting um, distracted by friends, right? You were saying that, yeah. and stuff like that. I, I guess my, yeah. my my advice to you is, I mean, if, if you called me as a freshman, then I would be okay. Hey, listen, you're in for a hurting. Uh, you better change some shit. But you're calling me as a senior, meaning you've been able to at least pull it off these past three years. It doesn't mean that you're going to be fine in year four. But what I mean, my point is, you are capable. Okay. When the, when the times get tough, you have been able to achieve. Now, at what level of achievement, I have no idea. But at least I want you to build confidence in yourself that you've gotten this far. And the worst thing you can do is procrastinate or hang out with your friends in your very last year when all of this is, is, is wrapping up. Okay, so one last push, one last all-out all effort, whether it's for the exam or to graduate or I forgot what you, where you said you were – but you've been able board to get exam. The, yeah, okay, board exam. Okay, you've been able to get this far, and it's not been an easy road. Do not slack off now when you're at the finish line. That goes for sports. That goes for life. That goes for school. That goes for everything. I mean, it's like working at a company for 19 years. Your retirement year is your 20th year, and you do something stupid to get fired and fuck up your pension, and you do all of these other really bad things. You're at the end, and when you're at the end, that's when you push your hardest because it's about to finish. And then you're going to be but at the same time. I wouldn't expect yourself to to be able to sit there and study for three hours a night or something along those lines. You just can't view yourself as an athlete. You know, if somebody's training for a run or or a marathon, then they're much more. It's much better that they do focused running sessions as opposed to a big long walk. Right. Uh, you right. need to you need to sit there and you need to focus. And then after you focus, you let your brain relax and you and you do whatever you want. Um, but that I think the. To sit there and to expect that you can just spend hours in the evening studying, nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. So yeah, right, right, right. In the athlete world, you need a recovery. You need recovery time, right? Because if yeah. not, your 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 shit, your performance will actually uh, struggle. So, I, I guess Leo, generic ish question, uh, generic ish advice um, on our end is, at least on my end, is um, understand you're capable. You're capable of getting through this and get capable of getting through school. And then on, on a more, I guess, strategic, technical aspect, what worked for Adam is setting a timer and not having any distractions and not having to sell the idea to yourself that you have to pull off an all-nighter, 24-hour uh, study fest. You can be very effective, especially for somebody who procrastinates, who might even have a short attention span because you're hanging out with your friends. Well, if that's the case, have short study sessions, but just make sure they're quality so you can absorb some of that information. Okay. So maybe for an hour or hour of hour and thirty minutes or something well, like Adam's that. Thirty I would, minutes, I, man. I wouldn't even do that long. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that long. I I worked for a while with this famous psychiatrist in in England, and he used to do uh, twenty like twenty minutes of work. Like he just do really short bursts. You, your brain just can't. It starts to get tired after twenty to thirty minutes. Uh, what another another tip I give you is the day after you've studied is to get a blank piece of paper and to write down on that blank piece of paper, paper everything you can remember from the previous day. And that's a good way of reinforcing. So you're not wasting your time studying. So I might read a whole paragraph and only learn five points from that paragraph and I'd just write them down. So the day after studying, write down what you've learned. And that's a really good way of sort of, you know, I like that. Uh, making, 
making making the thing solid in your brain. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. I, I never thought about that actually. Yeah. Okay. There's, right, a, there's, a, there's a famous. Uh, sorry, one last thing I'll just say. There's a famous way of studying. I can't remember the guy who who advised it, but essentially, you the you need to recap on something a day after a week after a month after and then a year after i think and if you do that you actually remember it for life so you just need to almost follow follow that uh follow that strategy um when it comes to studying so even if it's just five minutes recapping the day before it really helped you remember all right uh leo anything else because i know you said you had a second question if we can get that really really quickly here what do you got Okay, okay. So this is just a quick question, though. Um, uh, just a quick background. I'm actually talking to this girl right now. Um, she's she's two years my junior, so so she's in in her second year of medical technology school. Okay. So, um, I th- I know that we have uh, we are vibing off of each other, and I know that we are going to be in a relationship. Um, if we just push through it, but. She clarified that she wants to focus on school first, but but she is still um gonna talk to me because you know she's she told me that she's that I'm a very important person to her and I also help her a lot in her school since I'm her senior. Yeah. So so I needed to wait for a very long time, and by a very long time I mean I need to wait for her to finish med school. So the quick question is um. Is it worth the wait or is it worth waiting for someone to finish what she had to do while you also pursue your own growth? Um, I, I would, you know, listen, it's, it's hard to say what's worth anything because it, that depends on you and what you value and how much this girl means to you and how excited you might be regarding a, a future with her. Right. And I think that's kind of common yeah. sense for anybody. Uh, how much effort you put into another person is relative to how you feel about that person. And if you think she's worth the wait, then there's nothing wrong with trying it. In fact, you have your own priorities as well outside of a relationship, establishing your own career, and the both of you seem to be on that wavelength. If you put your friendship slash budding relationship as the second most important thing uh, or third most important thing or fourth most important thing you've got going on in your life, I think you guys can simultaneously get where you want to go career-wise or school-wise and at the same time hold on to a little something that might materialize when everybody's done and you it's kind of you're like just investing into this into this stock that you know is going to hit in a couple of years instead of trying to go for the big money right now And, and it sounds like it's possible but you would have to you would have to say that for yourself whether she's worth the weight and worth the effort it, that we, I don't think that's something that I can answer. Um, but, but Adam, anything you want to add to that? And then maybe in addition to, did you have a girlfriend when you were in med school? And was that a hindrance at any point? Is this question I want to ask you? Um, regarding the question, I mean, you could do that. I think it's potentially you have to be aware that one of you will meet, could potentially meet somebody else. It's a long time, and you know, life goes on. We all meet. And you're young. <laughs> Lots of people, as, and, and you're young as well. You're 22, 23. Uh, you know, you, you're both going to meet lots of new, different people as you grow up, aren't you? So it's hard to it's hard to know. It's, I mean, how how long would it be until she finishes med school? How many years? Um, I think here in the Philippines, it's four years. 
and she still and needs an... to finish her pre-medical degree, which is um, two years. Two years. Two years more, actually. It's a four-year degree. So six years. I'd say my advice there would be if it's meant to be, it's, it will be. So right, it might right. well be that you, if she's 20 now, when she's 26 or 27, if you're meant to be together, you'll be together. But I probably wouldn't, if it was me personally, I wouldn't completely invest all my hope in, in a relationship potentially happening in six years' time. You know, the, you, you know you, lot, lots changes in life. You can try, but I, I think you can try and keep an open mind that there's a really there's a big chance that it might not work out. I, I'm going to take the long distance relationship uh, mindset in this as well, where the chances of you guys pulling off an LDR are pretty remote. But shit, you can give it a shot. You can try. Who cares, right? Just as long as you're not prioritizing it. As long as that's not, it's not the number one thing where it's getting in the way of either of your studies. I have no I, I have no problem with you guys trying it. Um, I have a lot of doctor friends who married people that they went to med school with. But yours is a little different because you guys are off a couple of years. Most of my doctor friends who have married their doctor wives or their doctor husbands is because they went through the process together. And that common denominator, speaking that medical jargon to each other, was kind of like a, a binding thing for them. The study habits, if you go back to your first question, was something that they helped build a foundation for their relationship. Doesn't sound like you're going to have that with this girl um so if you guys want to try it actually we are studying together most of the time because i'm only a few minutes away but you guys were going to take a separate Mm. path at some point right she's going to go another way and and that's where i think the challenges are going to lie and and again incorporate age and all of that so i'll take the ldr mentality on this leo you know how i feel about the those kinds of relationships here on the show (laughs) i don't put a lot of faith in them but it doesn't mean you can't try and just as long as it doesn't get in the way of some of the more important things that you guys are trying to pull off at 22 and 20 years old. All right? Hey, Kate. All thank right. you so much, sir. All right, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Stay away from that See shit. Ya. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. All right, Adam. That's it for us today. Thanks for being here, my friend. I, I really enjoyed this hour with you, and I'm sure the listeners uh, do as well. Um, yeah, man. I hope you're having a good time so far. Yeah, it's good. It's been fun. Good, good, good. My, uh, yeah, my mom and dad listened to your podcast last week. Oh. Said they really enjoyed it, but you uh, swear a little bit too much, they said. <laughs> uh, oops. Oh, sorry. Um, yikes. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. I'll try to clean it up next week a little bit. Yeah. My mom and dad, my mom can be a, a, an hour into a movie and really enjoying it. And if there's one swear word, she automatically doesn't like it anymore. No. Can I, can I be honest then with everybody here? And, and I, the listeners know this because I've told this, but the reason, so I do a radio show, mom and dad. I do a radio show and I've been doing radio show now for 20 something years. And the show is pretty good. I mean, we, we do really, really well. I would say it's the premier show in the country, especially for our time slot and demographic and whatnot. And the podcast exists just because I, just so I could curse. And I think I overdo <laughs> it because I don't curse this much in person. Like I don't curse, I try not to curse around my kids or any of those things. So I'm very like, much like mom. But the reason why the podcast gave birth originally 10 years ago was, okay, finally, I could do a radio show and say shit and fuck. Woo, you know, and then overdo it. Like I just overdo F, 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 F word, you know, constantly because it allows me but that's not who i am i uh, i don't know adam you and i text you, t- you and i text kind of often now yeah, right? it's not, not you, you've never no. heard me drop an f word in our text messages no no, no. Right? i don't do that it's just they, overdoing it here they are, mom. 
So, yeah, Mum. So, Mum, I'm not ma- bad influence. Mum, if you manage to get through the through the half an hour chat about masturbation, <laughs> um, then there's more explanation of the swearing. <laughs> we should have done this in the intro. All right. Well, um, yeah. So, thanks, man. I hope to see you uh, next week. You got some time. I'd love to have you back. You yeah, know, our sure. listeners love you, so it would be great. And everyone else out there, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Uh, thanks for hanging out with the podcast this entire week. I'll see you guys on Monday for more episodes. We got a big week with co-host uh, for the next couple episodes. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, Adam. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Worldwide, it's Good Times with Mo, the podcasts. Have a question? Message Mo on Twitter or Instagram at DJ Mo Twister. Or check out GTWN Podcast on Facebook.